Hello there, good to see you once again and welcome to Sister Sister, not only on City TV but on City FM as well. My name is Jessica and I'm excited to come your way once again and of course you know the drill since COVID-19 uh, became a part of our lives. Uh, the ladies have been joining us remotely and today will be no different. But of course the conversations change every week and you're welcome to actually join the conversations via social media platforms and of course via WhatsApp as well. I'll be sharing all the details with you shortly. But coming up on today's show, do interreligious marriages work? I mean, do you know anybody who has managed to sort of navigate the choppy waters of partners having different or believing in different religions? Um, also, will you stay with a partner who will just be with you out of pity? How far will you go to keep that relationship? All these questions will be addressed during the show today. My name is Jessica. Once again, you're welcome to Sister Sister, your favorite all-female relationship talk show. We'll be right back. And you're welcome back to Sister Sister on City TV. And of course, like I said, 97.3 City FM. Now, before I say hello to the ladies, remember the show is interactive. So let me give you all the uh, ways that you can reach us. First, via WhatsApp. If you have questions, maybe you're going through something in your relationship that you think you'd like to bounce off the sisters, this is the show for that. Send those questions ahead of time or right now to 054-998-6996. If you're watching from outside Ghana, don't forget to prefix it with a country code that'll be plus two three three of course also there's the option to send an email to jessica at cityfmonline.com or just find us on facebook search for sister sister live like our page send us a dm or just join the interactions that go on the page weekly so that's how you can be part of a show. Let's say hello to my sisters tonight. Though, of course, joining us virtually, we have Olivia, we have Rosina, and we have Tina. Ladies, good to see you again. I hope your week has been better than most. <laughs> All right, let me let me talk to you one at a time since this is you know uh, uh, you know a virtual conversation. Olivia, I'm I'm totally loving the whole atmosphere in your house today. Ah, uh, thank you, thank you. What's going I on? I miss with you. you. It's you not really it's not well. quite the same. Yeah. Yes, we're we're all fine. We're all doing good and um, trying to stay safe and just go through this entire period. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. And just to entreat or just advise everybody out there, like I always do, um, as much as we're protecting ourselves, wearing masks, washing our hands, let's try as much as possible to eat well so that we have our immune system boosted up so that we're healthier and safer as well. Yeah. But besides that, I'm good. I'm happy to see you. Yeah, indeed. And so everybody. am I. C'est très important. Thanks for the information there. People need to be reminded constantly. Let's say hello to Tina. What's going on, Barbie doll? <laughs> Hi, just nothing much. Um, the usual, usual. Yeah. I'm still um, coping with my my little one. Um, mm -hmm. Interesting by the day. Yeah. And um, yeah, looking forward to coming back to work. That's it, really. And really, really and truly, I miss you, sis. I miss you so much. <laughs> 
Well, good to know. Of course, you know the feeling is mutual. Nothing's the same without you. Uh, but we look forward to receiving you back at work, of course, once this is all uh, over. Um, over, yeah. Yeah. Let, let's say hello to Rosina. What's going on, my biker chick? I'm good. I'm good. I'm great as always. Yeah, I've been, I've been seeing you cruising on social media. I, you know, I what's, what's know, going on? I know. <laughs> Charlie, I'm just, I'm just living one day at a time. You know what I mean. Nice. Staying protected, though. Staying safe, wearing my mask and using sanitizers and everything, but. I, I just can't wait for this to be over. I miss you all. I know, I know. So, um, have you finally figured out a name for your motorcycle? Because I know that was like one of the biggest headaches for you a couple no, of weeks ago. No, I haven't still. I haven't still. But um, <laughs> that has still Kukui on it. And that's my name too. So, I don't know whether that's the fact name for now. But I'm going to baptize it and change the name very soon. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. All right, ladies, yeah. once again, you're all welcome to the show. And we'll delve right into our first email. And this one says, sisters, I need help because I can't seem to think straight. I've been with my boyfriend for the past two years and put to bed just two months ago. Hmm, sisters, my boyfriend maltreated me whilst I was pregnant and used to tell me he's with me out of pity. This started after we met his ex at the hospital. That was when the test confirmed that I was pregnant. He introduced me to the lady and they got talking. I left them to talk because I trusted my boyfriend only to find out later that he told the lady um, after I left them that I am nothing serious to him. The lady came to meet me at my boyfriend's house one time and told me all these things and even showed me pictures and videos of them. To cut a long story short, they've been in a one-year relationship within our two years of dating. I'm so hurt to find this out. I haven't been able to confront him because I have no evidence to show that he cheated and is still cheating. What do I do now, knowing he's with me out of pity and knowing he's a cheat? All right, let me come straight to you, Olivia. What are your thoughts on this one? Um, with regards to this one, I don't know. For me, the fact that he's in a relationship with you out of pity for me is a no-no. You could have 10 children with him. I'm not interested. Um, like, it's, it's not right. It's, it's, it's not right that he should look you straight in the eye and tell you that, Charlie Massa, you cry. If it hadn't been for something, cry, I wouldn't be with you. And that I'm actually with you because I pity you. Who wants to be pitied? Everybody is looking for love. So if you don't love me, let me go. And for for, for, for you, young lady, I, I don't think it's a relationship you should be in. First and foremost, he came to you and he told you that, you know, he's, he's told you. He's not hiding anything from you. He's telling you about his conversations with his ex. So it's not like even if you confronted him, he's going to lie about it or say that I didn't tell you. He's making you aware that he doesn't love you and he's just in a relationship with you because he has to be and it is you. I don't think that's a relationship you want to be in. I don't think that's a relationship that your baby should grow around, if you ask me. The fact that you had a child with him or you have a child with him does not necessarily um, warrant the fact that you have to be in a death sentence all your life death sentence that you death sentence that means you whereby you're actually living but you're dead that's what i mean so um moving on i i think that you should move on 
um, I don't think you should be in the relationship. I think it's toxic. I think it started. Uh, I don't think it's going to end well if you ask me. He's not in love with you. A man who loves you treats you with respect. He's um, happy to show you off to the world, and and he he just really and completely wants to be with you. But in your case, I mean, right now you have a child with him. It means nothing to him. Um, I'm not even sure if your parents actually know that you have a child, what the family is saying in terms of whether you guys are going to get married, whether you're not going to get married. But really, I, I, I don't think I see a future for this relationship. Um, so, uh, I mean, I mean, when I show, I can only advise from this perspective or from where I'm sitting. But looking at the future and looking at where you're coming from and where this man starts, I don't think, I don't think the relationship um, will stand the test of time. Okay. Olivia doesn't think the relationship will stand the test of time. Tina, do you hold the same opinion? Yeah, quite so. Um, what I what I actually think is that it, it's a difficult situation to be in um, because she only found out after she was pregnant that, um, you know, um, her, her boyfriend was cheating on her. So had it been before then, then I would have said it's easy to just pack up and leave, walk without thinking about anything, because then you found out that he has pity on you. That's why he's in a relationship with you. Um, what has brought about the pity? I don't know. Maybe you were in a vulnerable state and he helped you out. And so he feels like he has an upper hand or whatever it is. I think you should work on that part because um, now, it's not just you, it's you and a child. You've given birth now, so you are not, you are not um, alone. Um, so you found out that he's with you because of, um, uh, because he, find, he, he, he has pity on you. So I think that um, you have to work on, on yourself. Whatever, whatever that makes you in a, makes you maybe vulnerable you should work on yourself i know it's going to be very very difficult because you have a child now and so um you know i don't know you have to you know work on that part then the other part is also um the fact that you it's somewhere in the in the thing you said you said you didn't have any evidence even after the girl has come to you showed you pictures, showed you videos and everything. Um, you didn't have any evidence to confront him and you were asking if you should leave two months after the pregnancy. Uh, sorry, two months after putting to bed. This is it. You've seen what you have to see. Ask him the questions regardless. If he denies it, you know that he is lying because you all, you've seen it already. You don't need you don't need too much evidence after you have seen it with your eyes. Do, do you get me? Some people don't it, it, go with your gut feeling. Don't don't always look for um, well look for hardcore ed evidence. But if they've given you evidence and maybe they didn't transfer it to you, so you don't have a copy of the evidence, it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. So if you say you don't know how to confront him, as for that, I I, I don't agree with you. Call him, have a conversation with him. Tell him what you saw and the fact that if he's with you out of pity, 
then fine. You don't want to be in such a relationship because a relationship is to be enjoyed, is to be, is to be, um, uh, what? Um, it's, it's supposed to be interesting and supposed to be an, a, a loving, you know, environment, but it's not supposed to be one of pity. So, um, the two things I'll recommend is that one starts planning your exit strategy by helping yourself getting something for yourself so that you'll be able to you know up and leave with your child you know um and then two confront him but confront him not with the mind of um uh, if i don't have evidence hardcore evidence then it means whatever he says and uh, um, i'll take it you have seen it the video you saw the videos you saw the the pictures you saw the things that the girl told you you can even call the girl as evidence that's your evidence and 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 tell him that you know what he's doing you you don't appreciate it and you can't be in such a relationship and let's see where it goes from there hmm. yeah yeah all right rosina so <laughs> i mean after everything that she's seen courtesy this other woman in his life she's still waiting for evidence <laughs> you know i mean what are your thoughts on this one i'm looking at this you know when women get pregnant eh, like i told you that there are situations where men expect the symptoms even more than the woman and when we get pregnant because of the fact that i yeah we are all the bag of emotions and hormones things hit differently and sometimes our level of attention and everything can actually increase that's one number two when they went to the hospital to confirm that she was pregnant my question is the man boldly introduced her to the other lady now why would he do that and he didn't hide the lady's identity from her and because she trusted him she was able to walk away from the whole you know talk and everything now fast forward where did she hear that the man told the ex that it was nothing serious between the two of them it was the other girl who's supposed to be the ex who said it now the question is that if he was actively dating the other girl and was very serious about it my question is that do you think that he would bring a lady that he has just impregnated introduced to the girl and the lady has come to the same hospital that she's in that means the other girl is going to know that this lady is just pregnant for me introduce her to you and then you later hear from the girl that the guy told you that it's nothing serious that's one now the guy the girl comes to your house in the absence of the gentleman to show you videos now the thing about videos and pictures and text messages is that sometimes a lot of people tend to take it out of context and most of the time when you have a little suspicion and they show you something small it validates everything it just it just makes you feel like all your suspicions everything you've been expecting or suspecting is true and you haven't even confronted the gentleman yet so which means that the gentleman has not even had the opportunity to say oh it's true or it's not true or you know i i would rather be with my ex than with you so even though i agree with my sisters i'm thinking that look most of the time there's always two sides to a coin and when dealing with issues until you have managed to talk to both parties it's actually very dangerous to make a decision based on that however you can actually address the issue about him being with you out of pity that can be addressed whether it was said by mistake or whether it was said just by you know out of emotions i think as for that one you need to iron it out and make sure that he wants to be with you for you 
He wants to be with you because he wants you and he wants the child that both of you have. If you realize after that conversation that he really honestly doesn't want you and will probably want to be with his ex, then that's when you start planning your exit strategy. But the thing about exes is that some of them are very curious. Some of them are actually sulking because maybe they are thinking if I stayed a while longer, that would have been me married. If I stayed a while longer, you know, um, he and I could have made a life together. You have come to destroy everything. So they are using little bits and pieces of information to get yourself out. So you yourself out of analyzing everything based on what the ex has told you, you pack your bags and then you leave and then she will not come and occupy your position. Then you will make it then, you know, so all I'm saying is that, look, it looks bad from how it's being presented, but you haven't confronted the man. So you don't know the true story. That's one. And two, the ex is the last person you want to trust with whatever information she's bringing to you. And question is, why didn't she react in front of you? If I'm dating you and you're with somebody else, between another woman, you introduce her to me. I don't think I would have an attitude that would make you so comfortable to walk away and leave the two of us to have our dialogue. Of course, I would have a facial expression at least, like, who are you? You know, what about considering the fact that maybe at the point that they met in the hospital, uh, that mm -hmm. was the very first time they had reconnected. So at that point, which was nine months ago, let's say there was no relationship. Well, they hadn't rekindled. It was only after they met that they built that relationship. How about that? That's that's what I'm saying that I agree largely with my sisters. Like it could be. But I'm just saying that there could also be a possibility that um, all these issues that are happening all these issues that are happening are happening um, out of like um, the guy is probably just pissed. So the ex is probably just pissed because she misses him, wants to get back at him. Maybe the guy has said, sent a few messages like, oh, you know, I really miss our time together. They probably hung out for a bite or two. And she has kept this evidence. The question is that why was there a real need to come and show you this evidence? What was her motive for come to show you the evidence? knowing very well that you just gave him birth two months ago, you see? So in this case, the evidence, you didn't catch the man doing anything. It's the lady who has brought a one-sided evidence to you. And normally with text messages, you have situations where people delete some of the messages and keep some that favors them and all of that. So you don't know which side she's truly on. So all I'm saying is that, look, it could be any of the two. It could be that, yes, he's cheating. He's having a one-year relationship with this lady and he probably doesn't want her for who she is, X, Y, Z. But there's also a possibility that this guy is thinking that, oh, she's an ex, but time has passed and they cannot be good friends. Meanwhile, the ex has another ulterior motive and wants back in the man's life and is trying to find ways and means of getting the woman out so that the woman, the, the man can be available for her to grab. So it's one of two possibilities, I think. But whatever it is, you need to have a conversation with the gentleman. Okay. All right. I mean, and I hear you loud and clear, but for me, I mean, whether the ex is plotting to come back or I mean, whatever it is, making up stories, even taking maybe old videos and pictures and showing it to her, presenting as if it's current. For me, my, my thoughts or my, my apprehension begins from when you utter those words that you're, you're with me out of pity. Um, exactly. Because I feel, you know, for the from the abundance of the heart, the, the, the mouth speaketh. And once you're able to say those words to me, whether it's out of anger or whatever else, 
it really means that that's what you're those are the feelings you're harboring and for me that carries more weight than even what the ex you know presents so i mean not to you know try and raise any other arguments or conversation but i'm just saying from where i sit this is not a relationship for you if a man or not even a man but basically if your partner can open their mouths and tell you they're with you out of pity what are you doing there Charlie, pack your bags and find some corner to pass. Honestly, this is how I feel about it. But anyway, we'll move on to our next story. Um, but it's Sister Sister on City TV and uh, 97.3 City FM. We'll go for a quick break. When we come back, we'll go into our next story. And remember, our WhatsApp um, is open, 054-998-6996. Prefix it with plus 233. If you're watching outside Ghana and still want to contribute, we'd love to hear what's on your mind. We'll be right back. And you're welcome back to Sister Sister on City TV and, of course, 97.3 City FM. Remember, the email hasn't changed. It's jessica at cityfmonline.com. What are your thoughts on the previous story as well? You can make them known um, as well. Okay, so let's go right into our next email. And here it is. Hi, sisters. I got married to my husband 10 years ago. I'm a Christian and he's a Muslim. And there was an agreement to maintain our respective religions. I love and respect my husband a lot, though I can't say I'm a perfect wife. I perform all my obligations and duties well as a wife. He's not happy with me because I am not a Muslim. I have been through thick and thin. There was a time that I needed to combine schooling, being a bus conductor and breastfeeding our three-month-old baby. Now we have been able to put up a four-bedroom self-contained house. My husband thinks I should be content with the housekeeping money he gives me. However, I need his love, care and affection. The issue is, we can't even have a conversation without it ending in an argument. My husband's respect for my family is nothing to write home about. Despite the neglect and all the maltreatment I go through, I still kept my faith and love, hoping that there will be a change. He's very abusive physically and verbally, but I still love him. Sisters, I found out early last year that he has proposed to a 21-year-old Muslim lady and had even gone to see her parents. I asked him and he denied it, but later apologized and said he wouldn't see her anymore. I'm a health worker and combining house chores hasn't been easy, but I never complained. He proposed we go for a house help and we got one through his friend. Unknown to me, it was another girl my husband proposed to. My husband didn't say anything about it to me. One day, my husband was about to travel on an early flight, so we woke up at dawn to prepare, and in the process, I asked him about the issue, but he denied. I practically begged, but he maintained his stance. Sadly, I went back to bed, and while in the bedroom, I realized my husband had kept long in the living room. I went out to check why, only to find him begging our house help for sex. <laughs> 
I didn't confront him because he was traveling and I wanted him to have peace of mind. <sighs> I was shocked to the bone. But because I took the lady in and treated her as a sister, she felt uncomfortable with the situation and told me about it. Unknown to them, I left a recorder in the living room and left for work. <sighs> but I heard after I returned, <laughs> broke my soul. The love and respect I had for my husband was gradually depleting. Last year, we had an issue and I packed out. Four months ago, he contacted me that we should get back together without our families resolving the issue. I love my husband and wanted to go back to him. But he told me later that the Muslim lady he had earlier proposed to had given birth to his daughter. He said he had also gone to see her family, but he doesn't want to marry her anymore, which I believed. Although I sometimes have my doubts, I have forgiven him out of love. I'm ready to accept and add the baby to our two girls. But my husband still insists that I change my religion. And I'm not ready to do that. Sisters, what should I do? I really need advice. <laughs> what an interesting one there. So yeah, um, where do I start from? Tina, <laughs> weigh in on this one first. Let's go. <sighs> this is like um what is is a ballpark too many parts of it i don't even know um so i i wouldn't tackle the religion part because it's it's it's, it's too it's too emotional for me <laughs> so i will i would um say that this lady besides everything that's going on this man is physically abusive verbally abusive he doesn't respect your family he 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 doesn't love you the way as in he just gives you chop money and he says you should be fine with what he gives you and that's it he doesn't show you any emotional side of his as well um i'm not sure where the love i don't know whether that was that was it from the beginning whether it just changed at some point i don't know how come you are there you know because um first of all he's he's not happy you're a christian but he knew you were christian before you guys you know got married so i'm not i'm not too sure where the connection is and 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 why and why you stayed this long anyway you got out some months ago and you're still looking to go back into the relationship. These are the things to consider. Do you think that he, he has actually um, decided to stop verbally and um, physically um, abusing you? Do you think that he has actually stopped? Do you think that if you go back, um, you are going to get the love that you think that should be given to you um why didn't he stop you when you left or when you were leaving when you were trying to go why didn't he change over why didn't he change into the person that you were looking for um these are the things to consider when you come back are you coming to the same thing or you are coming to you know worse a worse form of it i i, I you need to ask yourself candid candid questions and and sometimes you need to turn yourself into into the person 
you, you turn yourself into the counselor turn yourself into the question the the one who is posing the questions and see whether or not it makes sense to you to be in that situation you know you need some time alone to to actually understand what you're going through because i don't think you you see the enormity the, the enormity of of the of, of the confusion the man is a muslim muslims are allowed to marry up to four you understand so all that he's doing sleeping around uh, uh, impregnating somebody going to ask for someone else's hand in marriage i mean it is normal for him you know and and for me if, if that conversation was not had in the beginning then i'm sorry it will always be gray lines even when the conversation is had you know like i i i am christian my husband is not but what what's happening now we had the conversation in the beginning even even for even for the child how are we bringing him, him up? Will he go to Sunday school? Will, will he not? Are we teaching him this thing or, or we are not? You know, th there's always confusion in such an environment. But if the two of you love yourselves enough to respect yourselves, you are able to make it work. But if not, it's, it's much more difficult. So I would say that don't put yourself in so much tragedy. Now you've taken yourself out of the equation stay where you are monitor the situation ask yourself more questions before you even try to accept any any going back or anything because i tell you that the, the confusion there is too much hmm. don't go back it, it will be too soon for you to accept something and just go back and go and say no that, right. that will be too soon okay all right um olivia <laughs> what do you think about this one First and foremost, I think you're a very hardworking woman. You're, you're hardworking, you're focused, you're a beautiful person inside out from what you've, you've submitted to us. Um, so I don't want you at any point of time or any point in time to sort of doubt yourself as, as a person. Um, I think the only crime you committed here was to fall in love and was to fall in love with somebody who is not necessarily a Christian as you are. But, um, but um, looking at everything, I mean, you've got a story. Look at what you've gone through, but you know, some way, somehow, you're currently a nurse, you're trying to keep the home together. But your, your husband, if you ask me, <laughs> I don't think he's settled upstairs. I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's, a <laughs> excuse me to say, I don't think he's quite correct. Because believe it or not, there are actually Muslim men who have decided that they want to marry just one woman. So they're faithful. So the fact that he's using, using your religion or your belief, the fact that you have decided to be a Christian, the fact that he's using that as a weapon to sort of force you to be Muslim, and he's using that to say, okay, if you don't, end up being Muslim, then, I mean, that's the reason why I'm going out there to cheat. That's the reason why, you know, it's making me unstable in the relationship and all of that. I mean, this guy, he's lying to you. Um, he's not being faithful to you whatsoever. I mean, he can bring you all sorts of sicknesses. And 
like I said in the beginning, you're a go-getter. You are hardworking. I don't think, I mean, I feel like this is the second time I'm saying this, but I don't think that's the kind of relationship you should be in. And nothing should push you away from what you believe in. You're a Christian and you've been brought up a Christian. I mean, like what um, Tina was saying, I mean, your child is quite young and a few years to come, what's the next uh, conversation going to be about? Are you people going to have fights about the fact that he doesn't want his child to go to a church and he's, he's very, you know, he doesn't want to understand anything and he wants or he's expecting you to take his child to the mosque. And really, he will have a legitimate reason or he would have a legitimate point to want his child to go to a mosque because you only know as much as you've been brought up to or you've been raised up to believe. So, um, I mean, this whole thing, I, I honestly, I don't think it's, it's, it's the kind of relationship you should be in. Don't give up what you believe in as a Christian. I don't think it's worth it. I think that even if you decided to wake up one morning um, out of this love that you feel for him and decided to be Muslim, it would change the kind of person he is. He's very abusive. He doesn't care about your feelings. He doesn't even care about your parents. He doesn't care about you, my dear. He doesn't. Um, so what, you want to give up yourself, everything that sort of makes you up, makes you who you are, for this person who doesn't even deserve it. You know, the next minute he's in love with somebody else, the next minute he's denying stuff. I mean, he's a liar, he's a cheat. No, my dear. And and it kind of breaks my heart to think that you you actually still do love him. Sometimes love is overrated. Think about your child, okay? Um, I know it's easier said, said than done, but I, I wish that you could please think about your child. What kind of environment, you know, do you want your child to grow up in? Um, he's abusive. Um, right now, you're ready to even accept another woman's child. Trust me, this is just the beginning of With time, things are going to get worse, sweetheart. You're working. Continue doing that. You managed to get the courage to get out of it. Fantastic. Please stay there. Trust me. Just pray on it. Move out of this toxic relationship. Keep your your faith in God as in in Christ as you you're you're you're, you're doing. And I'm sure that you will end up finding someone who believes the same things as you believe in and who will love you for who you are. But as far as I'm concerned, this is not love. Somebody who will cheat on you openly, somebody who doesn't even care about your family, touch with should something happen to you, they wouldn't even bother about the fact that your parents need to know. My dear, I beg you. You see, you will heal, you will grow. It's not easy. But for the sake of your child, I don't think that's a relationship you want to be in. You've moved out once. Trust me, you can't do it again. Don't go back. Please don't go back. You can move on. You're a strong woman. You've got it going. You're intelligent. You're beautiful. Just keep that at the back of your mind and know that you're so much more. You're worse than what this guy is, is making you out to be and you'll be you'll be you'll be fine now it's hard but trust me in a couple of years you'll look back and you'll even ask yourself Charlie why was I you know going on about this guy car trust me it will, will time with time you will you will find hmm. 
All right. Well, uh, <laughs> interesting submission there. Rosina, I mean, what are your thoughts um, on this particular one? I mean, he's also announced that this woman that he earlier proposed to is pregnant for him, amongst everything else. See, she said that he is physically and verbally abusive. That jumped at me because he's not only physically abusive or not only verbally abusive, he's emotionally abusive. He's mentally abusive. Even religiously, he's abusive. I mean, he's abusive in every field. And I think her problem is that I, she's put a lot of emphasis on this love and she's quick to forgive without even as much as letting her word be known. I mean, how do you find out that um, he brings a woman that he intends to have sex with in your house, and even does it whilst you are around? Like, he's begging, quote-unquote, the house help, which he probably, whilst you are still in the household, begging him for sex. You see, for me, it's the highest form of disrespect. And I don't think it's the Muslim thing, because I know a lot of Muslim people who are either married to one person or even they're married to more than one wife, they treat their wives with respect. Marrying more than one wife doesn't mean that you don't treat them with respect. So even in the Muslim religion, I have a, I, I think I know, I stand to be corrected, but before you can even take on an additional wife, you need to be okay with the first one. The first one needs to give you the permission or needs to give you the go-ahead to add another one to it. And you can never add another one to it without treating them equally. If you know that in your heart of hearts that you can love them equally, treat them equally, then you are better off with not going for an additional wife. So the leeway to go for a maximum of four is not just an open certificate. Oh, you can take as many as four women and that's it. There are conditions attached. So he shouldn't mess up the Islam religion just to make him carry out his dubious deeds. Look, the guy is a liar, he's a cheat, he's abusive, He's a bully. He probably has insecurity issues. He has problems. And your children are girls. You have two girls. And it's important. Sometimes education is what you see and not very much what you say to people. So it's important that these girls see and know what it means to be loved, what it means to be treated right, what it means to stand for yourself, fend for yourself, what it means to, to have a voice of your own. What it means to, you know, I mean, come on. So if you are in this situation and you have two girls and they are seeing this, I mean, they are seeing this kind of attitude, they are going to also grow up expecting that such attitudes are normal. And then, you know, that's, I mean, they're going to assume that the attitudes are normal and then that's it. So really much, I mean, I don't know what to say. Once you've left the house for four months, I think that you should stay wherever you are. And even if, even if, you probably want to go back because you've had 10 years. I think that a lot of dialogue has to be done. A lot of issues have to be ironed out. A lot of, you know, things have to be, you, you can't just go because, oh, I love him still and I want to forgive him. It's not enough. It's definitely not enough. 
All right, so uh, let me read a couple of comments here. Uh, Jim Fuas says, when the God we serve as Christians has told us through his word that do not be unequally yoked, we think he is doing us. This one day, no one can truly advise you on what to do. Pray for guidance, seek counsel from other Christians, from others in the Christian faith. Uh, you can confide in as well. Uh, but in the end, it's really up to you. Rachel says, an abusive partner, Two, a womanizer. Three, if you've been able to endure the situation, the red flags for a long time, who am I to advise you to divorce him while the love is still pressing up? I even think your parents are not happy with your relationship. They haven't been since day one, but since you were blinded by love, ah, you shouldn't have married him in the first place. And why can't you also be Christian as well? Men will always be men, no matter how you treat them. Bernice says the man will not change no matter what you do, so don't kill yourself for him. If you change your religion because of him, it will give him the green light to marry more women. This is what he wants. Don't be surprised if he brings in another child you don't know of. The harm has already been caused. Move out and face the future alone. You need to be alive for your girls or for your, your child. Uh, it's a tough decision, but it's the better way. Maoli says, I don't believe you're a Christian. If you truly are, would you know, wait, you would know that the marital principles of your faith does not support one marrying another from a different faith. You took your own decision and you're suffering the consequences. Leave Christianity out of it. Belinda says you already know what to do, but you chose to make excuses in the name of love. Your heart is big enough to tolerate disrespect, abuse and cheating. I hope you don't lose your sanity or your life. Another message here says, this religion stuff never works out. There's been countless stories of how religious marriages fail. Um, my advice is never marry from a different religion. It simply doesn't work. The man's religion will always take the central stage. Bismarck says, my dear, marrying an unbeliever out of love in the first place is wrong. You were even lucky his family accepted to start to accepted you from from the start because even churches with different teachings and doctrines most of the times have problems a friend of mine is having serious problem with her husband because the man attends a saturday believing church and sees everything wrong with her attending church on sundays it's very unfortunate but i advise you to take a decision now and finally mustafa says don't be unequally yoked with an unbeliever i'm sure many people will quote this and i won't be surprised but the real issue here is abusive womanizing shameless and hip hypocritical man who's using religion as a tool to satisfy his selfish desires will he stop the womanizing if his wife changed her religion I have seen people of different faiths settle in marriage and there wasn't any problem. So I really don't think religion is the issue, but it's his personality. The man has set the stage for divorce. But if he is remorseful and ready to stick to the original agreement before marriage, I believe you can stay. We'll go for a quick commercial break. And when we return, we'll deal with more of your stories or your emails. Don't go anywhere.
And you're welcome back to Sister Sister on City TV and 97.3 City FM. Uh, remember our WhatsApp number 054-998-6996 or you can send an email to jessica at cityfmonline.com. Better yet, join our conversations. We put a lot of these stories out on our Facebook page. So search for Sister Sister Live and share your two cents on our pages or send us a DM if you have a question for us as well. A message here says, hello sisters, I need some advice as I'm in a confused state. I'm 28 years old, he's 36, and we've been together for seven months and everything is fine. I've always talked about wanting to have a baby before I hit 30. And we both kind of like the idea, but I recently discovered that my man is suffering from a severe case of low sperm count, severe oligospermia. And it breaks my heart, but I know there are various forms of treatment for it, but I don't know how to talk to him about it because he has no idea that I know about his condition. I came across his medical reports whilst cleaning his study. <laughs> so what do I do and how do I go about it? All right, uh, Rosina, let me come straight to you on this one. Um. So essentially, essentially, um, this lady has come across medical records of uh, a guy she's dating who's 36 years old and uh, she hasn't, uh, she can't confront him about it because she hasn't told him that she's found those records, but he's dealing with low sperm count. Hmm. <laughs> Question. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> okay. So. They are dating, yeah. but they probably haven't made up their minds to get married yet. Yes, but the lady is saying so, that she wants to have kids by the time she's 30, latest. Yes, yes. But most of the time, the, the question is that most of the time when you're dating somebody, there are some issues that you rather reserve for when you are truly, truly into it because you can't go around telling everybody, every girl you meet, that you have those them count. So it depends on how far in the relationship you are. But now that you have this information, you can use it in two folds. You have information that he doesn't think you have. So you can actually stir your conversations around having children and stuff like that. So that if he feels like having children means a lot to you, he might probably open up to you and tell you that, you know what, I know that having children means a lot to you, but I have a problem. And this is the problem and I'm dealing with it because low sperm counts is actually not um, a terminal illness. It can be, it can, it can be killed. You can even use, um, you can even eat certain kinds of foods, superfoods to actually boost your sperm count. I'm sure there are medical remedies. So it's actually not a completely lost cause. But if it's something that he's dealing with, it means at least he's acknowledged that he has those sperm counts and he's dealing with it. So you can just, in conversations, just let him know that, you know, I mean, I, I would love to have children from like five kids, six kids. I love to have a big family or if it's just two kids, I want to make sure I have babies before 30 because of X and Y reasons, probably will reduce the health risk and all of that. I mean, try and stay your conversations towards that angle. The reason why I'm saying that is that, you see, for medical records, even if it's by mistake, if you're not ready to share that aspect of you, especially when the relationship is not so concrete, where you know that you're actually heading towards the long haul, it's not, I mean, you... Instead of addressing the issue, the issue will not be, how did you find out? Were you snooping around? Were you asking around? So hold on. So you did this, you did that. It might lose, you know. So now that you have that information, 
I think that as a woman, this is the best way to use it to your advantage. Okay. So All right. Let's let, let's see what um, Tina thinks about this one. Okay. So just, um, I think uh, she's very fortunate to have come across it because um, sometimes the men may not even let you know. They may say, okay, fine. Once he's producing sperms, he should be able to father a child. Like, that's where he will put it at. Um, so you are very lucky to have found that out. And like Rosina was saying, use it to your advantage. But don't go confronting him because you, you it, it's a privileged information. He just left it in his study and you happen to find it. So um, I'm sure you've had the conversation about babies already because that's, that's when you actually told you, him that you wanted to have a child by 30. Um, but you know when the, the, the relationship goes to the next level, which I, I, I don't know whether you're there or you're not there. So you can either steer the, 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 the relationship into that next level where you're getting serious about, you know, making concrete plans into getting married. And doing making those concrete plans is, i.e., checking your medical background, checking your, 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 your statuses, maybe HIV positive, um, hepatitis B, and all that. I remember years and years ago when I thought I was going to get married um I, I i was dating this guy and we thought oh we were serious about ourselves and we we're going to take it to the next level we by our own independent you know um, views we went to see a doctor and we we did all the tests just to clear ourselves of any doubts so that you know we were okay and so these are some of the things that you can do you can you know gently prod him in the direction of you know taking all the precautions that you need to you know take so it's it's a suggestion that you are throwing at him that oh you think that just to prepare yourself before you get in the uh, family gets in the way and all that maybe you should go and you know make um, clear all the doubts so do all the tests hiv hepatitis b low sperm count egg count you know, even so that you also, you never know. You, you are working there, you think you are okay. You never know. Maybe your, your eggs are also, there's a problem with it. So put yourself up for examination. And um, that is where both of you, you know, he can come, he can be open about it. Or maybe that will be the second opinion. And maybe where you guys will go, they might say that, oh, it's actually okay now you understand or maybe there's no problem like that so yes it's, it's definitely good information you have use it to your advantage prod him in the right direction and and have that medical exam and, and do it it's it's nothing it's nothing that can can't be taken care of i mean it, it, it can be yeah it's it's okay all right all right olivia uh you've got the last word on this one Sure. So um, it's funny, yeah. As women as we are, um, after we get born and everything, just before we get married, we decide. Oh, we we like to dream. We like to dream about how many kids we want to have. What kind of man will marry? We like to imagine all sorts of things. And 
um, as you stated, I mean, you've even decided when you want to finish having your, your children. You've decided you want to have your children before, like, by 30, you should be done with your kids. I mean, that's great. And um, that's for, for women. And for men, not all men like to come out and talk about, I mean, yo, babe, Charlie, what's up? We're going out, so Charlie, I have no sperm count. Like, Charlie, some way. <laughs> they won't do that. So, in a way, I can understand why he hasn't come out to fully tell you. Uh, like my sisters were saying, I mean, we don't know exactly where the relationship is at and where he's looking to go. So like they're saying, it, it you have the information. How you go about it now is what matters. Um, you don't want to go confronting him and going on about, um, I saw this, why did you keep it away from me and all of that. And you see, um, you might be in a relationship. You have a different vision. He also has a completely different vision. You see what I mean? You're probably thinking that, oh, this relationship is heading somewhere. Now is, I think now is a great time for you to have that conversation about, okay, where is your relationship heading? I'm not, I'm not asking you to go and sit him down and say, hey, yo, master, by force, like, where are we going? Are you going to get married to me? But I think that you should find a way to have that serious conversation with him. Um, ask him what he sees with regards to your future together, whether he sees you guys having kids, how soon he's looking to have kids. You know, write down those pertinent questions that you want answers to, especially from him, so that you have his perspective. And I think once you have an idea as to what exactly he's thinking, it will help you better decide what you also want. Because at the end of the day, you could probably be on two different pages. Um, he could be like, you know, yes, he's got the information, but, you know, what if he doesn't want to work about work on it? What if you even finding out is a big deal to him and he doesn't want you to find out in the future? What if, you know, some men know that, yes, they, they have low sperm count, but they don't want to talk about it. It's sometimes difficult to literally drag some men to the hospital when they have a fever, let alone drag him to the hospital when it has to do with low sperm count. Like, Charlie, it has to do with his ego, his manhood. So everybody reacts to things differently. So knowing where he's coming from will help you better ascertain what exactly you both want in the relationship. If he's not even thinking about having kids in the next, you know, you're 30, what if he doesn't want to have kids by the time you're done with 30? So I think those are rather very important questions to ask him so that once you have the answers, you know what you want to do. It, it just might end up being that maybe you both don't share the same vision and that's not necessarily the relationship you want to be in, considering that having kids at a particular time is very important to you. So yes, by all means, please have that conversation and remember that how you have that conversation is very, very important, like my sister's Right. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Great one there, Olivia. Um, I can't help but agree with all of you. I mean, it's it's, it's really hard sometimes when you are facing certain um, conditions to open up to a partner. But I guess if you guys are really going down this journey together, that time will come, especially if he's serious about you, where he'll open up and tell you the truth. Um, so like the sisters have said, you know, don't be in a hurry to go and put pressure on him. Why haven't you told me? Why? You know, but that kind of thing. But give or create opportunities for him to broach the subject. 
and then have that honest conversation and see how both of you can work together to solve it or make things better. So thank you so much for sharing your um, situation with us on Sister Sister. And I must encourage people out there, you know, if you have some questions you'd like to, you know, just bounce off us, feel free to send them in. Um, you can send an email ahead of time every week to jessica at cityfmonline.com. And if you send an email that we haven't read, you know, on the show, no worries. I'm sure on a subsequent episode, we'll get to address you as well. Okay. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Ladies, also for joining us again virtually, you know, I love you so much. Take care of yourselves and thanks for making time. And to our audiences, both on radio and on TV, thank you for making time every week with us um, on Sister Sister. Don't forget to like our Sister Sister Live page on Facebook and join the interactions there. Until next time, my name is Jessica. Cheers.